All right, everybody. Today's show is going to be a little bit different because I'm doing reaction videos to some content that I've seen on social media. And it's going to be two different videos that I've, you know, picked for today's show. I saw these videos and they really, you know, they made me feel a certain kind of way. And I want to unpack you know, what, what's being discussed in these videos and they're two diametrically opposed. They're not related at all. So it's two different reactions to two different, two completely different videos. So sit back and just give a listen uh, and, and, uh, you'll hear my thoughts and I'm going to try to, you know, bring some clarity, some balance and some, you know, rational thinking in this in this crazy world so here we go my name is kevin tony and you're now listening to the uncommon sense podcast weight loss so you purposely saying i want to lose 20 pounds is fat phobic and you might be like what oh my goodness i'm not trying to be fat phobic but you are you're being fat phobic to yourself why do you want to lose 20 pounds it's probably to fit into something smaller it's probably so people treat you better it's probably for all the reasons that fat folks are shamed simply for being all right so you heard that so this young lady I, I saw this video that she was talking about fat shaming and fat phobia. And I didn't know fat phobia was a thing. I've heard of fat shaming. I've talked about it on the show before when we, you know, I've, I've kind of talked about what I call the Lizzo effect. You know, I can't remember what show it was. It was a while back that I talked about the effect that she has had on current culture in terms of health and body positivity, which I think is silly. Um, I, I, I look at when I hear somebody say body positivity to me, if I get the same feeling of when, when somebody says black lives matter, well, of course black lives matter. And of course, we should be positive about our bodies because they're the only ones we get. So we should be doing what we need to, to take care of them. And so for this lady to get in here and she has this idea that if you want to intentionally lose weight, it must mean that you're fat phobic. I mean, <sighs> yeah, yeah, I'm afraid of being overweight and being being unhealthy. I'm afraid of having my joints hurt and back pain. I, I want to avoid that at all costs, which I think anybody in their right mind wants to do that. I, I think that we're at a place now in society where we just fit, we, we've given up and we've given people a, a, a license to not strive to do anything to be better. And I think it's a lot, it has a lot to do with, you know, this lazy society that we've created. 
It has a lot to do with, you know, a lot of people's own guilt and feeling the way that they feel. And it's all rooted in nonsense. I know people that are overweight. I have, you know, family members that are overweight. I have friends that are overweight. I have coworkers that are overweight. I don't know any of them that are happy about being overweight. Every last one of them, if I talk to them, I know that they want to make some type of change in their life. I've never heard somebody that was overweight say, I'm happy the way I am, and I don't want to change. I don't think I need to change. Everybody just needs to accept who I am. It's this idea of everybody has to accept everything that is where we get this this lady feels like she ha- she has a right to tell people that if you're intentionally trying to lose weight, you're fat phobic and that you have a problem with fat people because is that is that is fat phobia is that supposed to be likened to any type of you know is that adjacent to being racist is that a thing like are you racist adjacent if you don't want to be overweight or you if you are overweight and you have a desire to get healthy that means something bad and I'm gonna speak from my own perspective, okay? I've I've been very candid and open about the fact that I'm 44 years old, and I had a doctor's appointment back in April. I had my first physical in probably about six or seven years. I won't get into why it took so long for me to have a physical to kind of you know make sure that everything is working in tip top order, but. As I've gotten older, you know, father time is undefeated. So metabolism is basically non-existent in my body at this point. And so I have, you know, I have struggled with, you know, a little bit of a spare tire in my midsection. You know, my face is a little bit fuller than I would like it to be. And, you know, there's some things that I want to change, but I'm actively working towards getting to where I want to be. I I don't eat as much. You know, my portions are smaller. I don't do seconds. I'm exercising. I have a routine, you know, where I'm walking and doing other cardio and, you know, weight training here and there. It's a mix of things that I'm, um, you know, trying to engraft into a, a routine to help me stay fit because I don't want to be overweight. You know, all my doctor had to tell me was that, hey, man, uh, your A1C numbers, you know, they're not where they could be. And if you keep going, then, you know, you're going to be moving into the diabetic diabetes realm. And I don't want that. I don't want it just because I don't want it. I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of family members that are diabetic and they're managing and maintaining it. But at the same time, if I can avoid that, I think every last one of them would tell me, you don't want this. So do what you need to do to eat right, you know, exercise, get your body together, because even though we're living our lives and we're managing, we don't want this. You know, we could do without it. And so that was enough for me to say, I am definitely need to get even more involved with what I'm doing. I need to double down on what I'm doing so that I can make sure I don't get to that point where, you know, I'm gaining weight and then I'm moving into that, you know, well, now you're diabetic because you haven't eaten right and you didn't exercise. And, you know, all of that stuff that comes with 
you know, unhealthy lifestyles. Now, one thing I will say about all, everybody that I know that's diabetic, when they get diagnosed with diabetes, they instantly adopt a healthy lifestyle of eating. They instantly adopt better eating habits. You know, they, they instantly start watching their portions. At least some of them do. You know, they go through ups and downs, their peaks and valleys to how they, you know, manage and maintain, you know, how they're, you know, dealing with, you know, the condition of being diabetic. But all of them will say, hey, you got to take better care of yourself. And so when I hear this this girl and you can't see, the, you know, there's a video with this. So this young lady, I'm not going to talk about her, but because I, I only see her from the neck up. But I can tell based off of features that she's she could probably stand to lose some weight. And so what she's done is she's given she's not only given herself a pass, but this is this is a concept that she's internalized within herself that I don't have to change because I can look at people on TV and see overweight people that are doing well and they look happy, you know, and so on and so forth. And so if they're doing it, I can do it, too. And this is me and accept me and love me and so on and so forth. And if you can't accept me, then it must be something wrong with you. And if you are going to live a lifestyle where you want to avoid looking like me, then you must be fat phobic. I don't know where these people get these ideas from. <laughs> I just don't. I mean, there is it's. I mean, I do know where they get it from. It's society. It's social media. It's what's fed to us in entertainment. There's a TV show that I watch. It's a. Uh, it's it's. A, not a great show, but it's an okay show. It's called The Shy. It comes on Showtime. And if you ever want to watch a TV show that highlights the worst parts of what black people are dealing with in society, watch The Shy. It covers all the bases, except for white supremacy. I will add that. They really don't cover, like, oppression from white people at all on this show, which I think is quite interesting. But... One of the main characters that has emerged on the show within the last three seasons is this young girl named Maisha. And I don't, you know, there's political correctness on this show, but, you know, just to be fair, Maisha, my, my this character, she's overweight. She's fat. And they lean into that. They lean into her being the big girl on the show. And it's like big girl power, her personality is larger than life she claims herself to be this boss chick that nobody's gonna stop me i don't care what anybody thinks about me so on and so forth this is this is who she is and this is how they play her up and they try to make her desirable that you know guys want to they want her because she's in high school she's popular and all of these popular dudes want to date her which i don't think that happens in reality i mean i'm sure i mean Listen, <laughs> y'all know where I'm coming from, okay? So they play up this lifestyle for this, you know, on TV for young girls to look at and they say, well, I don't have to, if she's happy, look at the way she's living her life. Knowing that, not realizing or taking into account that she's an actress, okay? They're not taking into account that Lizzo is an entertainer. None of us know what internal conversations she has when she's by herself, you know, behind closed doors, alone, dealing with her own body, looking in the mirror, 
seeing what she sees, feeling the way she feels after climbing the flight of steps. We don't know those conversations. We don't know that internal introspection that she takes of herself to want to be healthy, to not like the way she feels. And so for this young lady to come out and say that if you intentionally want to lose weight, it means you're fat phobic. It's crazy. She wants to. So this is a part of the whole campaign where society wants to make white people feel bad for being white. They want to make skinny people feel bad for being skinny. They want to make fat people feel good for being fat. You know, if you lift weights and you want to have a nice body, you know, then you must hate fat people. That's not what that means. Everybody's journey is just that it's their personal journey. It's up to them. It's up to me to look this way, to look the way I want. I'm control. My body is really the last thing. It's really the only thing that I have control over in this life. And it's up to me to be a good steward over it because God gave me this body and I have to take care of it. If I don't take care of my body, it won't take care of me. And so when I look at the fact that I have small children and I want to be in physical condition where I'm able to keep up with them, where I'm able to play with them, where I'm able to run with them, when I'm able to, you know, walk down the block and not be out of breath because they want to play and they want to do certain things. That is not have anything to do with anybody else. I don't even consider the fact of how other people feel because that's that's a me thing. OK, and so for this lady, the, the arrogance of this young lady to stop and think that we need to be considering her feelings when we decide that we want to lose weight. No, it doesn't work that way. That is not how real life works. And so we have to get away. It's, it's a part of the way culture is today where we want to accept everything. And there's no, you know, everybody is who they is. Love everybody. Don't hold anybody accountable. You know, we shouldn't say anything about anybody that has a lifestyle that could be not only, you know, harmful to themselves, harmful to their body, but. Just let them live. If they're happy, let them live. When people are unhealthy, I don't care. I don't believe them when they say they're happy the way they are. Because everybody can seem to, can, can find something in their lives that they could change. Something physically that they could change. Or something that they could do better. So, I don't believe that. I don't believe, you know, this. they want to come up with these labels to try to put people in a box to make them feel a certain way. And I don't play those games. And I don't I, I hope if you're listening to this, don't let anybody put you in a position to try to make you play those games either. If that's not how you get down, it's just I mean, do do what you need to do for you, but don't make it anybody else's responsibility to feel a certain way about themselves because you have your own insecurities about the way you feel. And you want everybody else to share that feeling with you. And if they don't, then it means they hate you. They put phobia on the end of all of these words and phobic on the end of all of these words because they think they're being um, intelligent. They think they're being clever. They think that you're supposed to respect that because to have a phobia, that's a, oh, oh, that's a diagnosed condition to put phobia on the end of it. No, 
I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. Homophobic, transphobic, fat phobic. I'm not afraid of any of these things. Phobia is a fear of something. I'm not afraid of any of those things. I don't think anybody's afraid of fat people. I don't think anybody's afraid of homosexual people. I don't think anybody is afraid of trans people. We put these labels they put they put these labels on all of this stuff because they want to be able to define how they perceive everybody's reaction to them. And that's just it's not reality. All right, so let's get into the next clip. Enough about this young lady and fat phobia and fat phobic and whatever. So if that's what you think I am, then that's a you problem. If I'm intentionally trying to lose weight because I want to be healthy, because I want to live a better life. I want to take care of the body that God gave me. It is his temple. Anyway, let's get into the next clip. This one, I, oh God, this next clip, please listen to this. So let's say we at church right now, right? Mm -hmm. I want you to perform a song. What song are you performing for the church? I would do Pound Town on purpose. How do you think that'll turn out? They gonna probably like it. Because mm -hmm. they be with the shits for real, for real. They be acting like this because they in church. They, not the they with the shits. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't even know where to begin with this clip. So... For those of you who don't know who this is talking, this is a young lady who is a new hip-hop artist. She's a new rap artist that is kind of blowing up all over the scene. Her her stage name is Sexy Red. And you heard what she just said, okay? I haven't listened to any of her music. I've heard clips of it on social media, and it's not good. It's not good music at all. Like, as somebody who is a fan of music, somebody who's a singer, musician myself... I love music. I know good music when I hear it. I love hip hop. I grew up on 90s hip hop, 80s hip hop. All of that stuff is is very near and dear to my heart. This lady is terrible. She's not talented at all. And she's popular because having no talent is the new talent. But even deeper than this, in this clip, she's asked. She has a song out that's called Pound Town. I haven't heard it. But if you know what Pound Town is, you can, you know, use your imagination to figure out what it is. This is something degenerate. It's something that is low class. It's something that is degrading. Um, it's not appealing. It's not uplifting at all. It, it makes women. It doesn't care. I don't care who you are. You black, you white, Hispanic, whatever. It is bad. It's bad for you. It's not this song should not be a representation of 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 women at by any by any standards. But what she says is she's asked if she was invited to a church and they wanted her to perform a song. What song would she perform? And without hesitating, you heard her say she would perform Pound Town. Because church people are with it. They may act like they're not, but they are. And it's so much to unpack here. I mean, for one, I just can't say enough how terrible this lady is. Just not talented at all. I mean, like, <laughs> I would almost rather her be like Kim Kardashian. Like, Kim Kardashian, you know, at least you can point to her and say, well, she's, you know, to some people she's attractive. To some people she has a nice shape. 
She comes from a wealthy family that's, you know, known, you know, whatever, but she's not really talented. This young lady, not only is she not talented, but she's telling everybody that I'm going to do this music thing anyway, even though I know I have no business doing it. She is. Oh, God. All right. So. So then we have, you know, this whole idea of how she's comfortable enough to say that she would perform the song at church because church people are with it. Now, I'm going to tell you the problem with this. The worst part about that is she's probably right at a lot of today's churches and a lot of pastors would allow her to come in. First of all, it takes a special kind of pastor to even invite her to come on. This is, you know what? This sounds like something Jamal Bryant would do. He would bring her. Jamal Bryant would bring sexy red to new birth and, and give her a platform. He would platform her because he does goofy stuff like this. And never mind. So it takes a special kind of pastor to even think about bringing somebody like Sexy Red to their church to perform in front of their congregation. And then because we live in a society now where the church is, is viewed as such a joke, it's a social club that people hang out on Sundays. They hear some good music. They hear a motivational speech. Notice I didn't say a sermon or a message or the preach word. They hear a motivational speech. They go out to dinner after church and socialize some more. And then they come back and do it all again the next week. It's a social club. That's what, that's what popular church has become. And so these popular pastors are the guys who would allow somebody like sexy red to come. And the people that go to these popular churches, they would identify with the songs. They would get, they would know some of the lyrics. They would, clap to the music they would move to it and they would post on social media and it would be this big thing that sexy red was at my church and it's foolishness it's not scriptural it's not biblical it's not godly by any stretch of the imagination and it makes us look like fools in church as if we need any help to do that so the fact that she feels comfortable enough to say, oh, I would, I, I would, I would do that song because I know these people and I know they with it. And I know that there's people out there that are with that. She's not making it up. That's what's so crazy about it. She's not making it up. She's, she's, she's legit talking about something that she knows about because, you know, listen, as much as, as much as I spend my time, you know, listening to a certain type of music because I'm a fan of music. I like it all. I like R and B. I like hip hop. I love jazz, electronic, you know, uh, chill hop, all of that stuff. I, I love, I love a lot of it. There's a lot of artists that I like. I think that they have their place It's not in church. Most of it's not in church. These artists that think that they can come into the house of God and bring the stuff that they do in the streets and in front of people that are ungodly and these performances that don't glorify God at all is blasphemy. And these pastors that would allow her to come in, I guarantee you that because this social, this, this clip is going around social media. I promise. I Let me, let me say this. I'll be shocked if some pastor doesn't invite her to come to that church.
I'll be shocked because this is the society that we live in. This is the things that the things that the church has come to accept the lifestyles. It goes back into what I was saying about fat shaming and fat phobia, whatever. Everybody wants acceptance. The church is almost worse because let's just, just accept people for who they are. Jesus said, come as you are. They totally misrepresent scripture. They totally, totally butcher what the word what the meaning of that is. And so they think that it means we need to accept everybody and not count, call anybody into accountability, not call anybody into repentance to call them, cause them to change their ways and turn away from wickedness and sinful nature. It's, it's, it's none of that because we want to entertain and we want the people to feel good because when they feel good, they'll give us money. And that money can keep the church doors open. It can help us stay on TV. It can help us, you know, with our streams and downloads that we can generate revenue from on YouTube and all these income streams to keep it going so I can live this lifestyle that I'm living as a pastor. And it's a joke, man. It's a, it's, it's a joke, but nobody's laughing. Except for people outside the church that look at the church like we a bunch of goofy nutballs that don't know anything. That's unbelievable. So that's um, my rant. What did you think about these clips? What did you think about this? I mean, are you fat phobic? You, you know, if you're intentionally trying to lose weight, maybe you ought to do a um, uh, an internal, you know, check of how you feel. Maybe you have an issue with people that are overweight I think that that's foolish. If you are, if you're overweight and you're striving to lose weight because you want to live better, I applaud you. I salute you. I know it's not easy. I have friends and family members that are trying to lose weight and they go, they have, you know, again, like I said, they have peaks and valleys because it's not easy. The older you get, the harder it is to lose weight. Trust me. I know. So if you're out there, if you're thinking about starting there's no time like the present. And to anybody out there that's listening to Sexy Red, find some better music to listen to because she's trash. I would say that to her if I ran into her in public. I would, I would, I just would. She's not talented at all. And for people that listen to her, <sighs> I'm not even going to say what I want to say right now, but I'll save it for another day. So I'm going to close it off like that. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tapping in. And listen, uh, remember that no matter where you go and no matter what you do, always remember that common sense is uncommon. And I'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.